Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello and welcome to Recovery Talks with Montana's Peer Network. I'm Leah Wetzel, Certified Behavioral Health Peer Support Specialist, Recovery Coach here for Montana's Peer Network. And I'm here and honored to bring you all very important guests today by the name of Shane Marsu. He's originally from Battle Creek, Michigan, born and raised. Um, you know, he's been in long-term recovery. He's an indigenous man who began his recovery in October 12th of 2006. I had the honor of meeting Shane during the Warrior Down, the White Bison Warrior Down Recovery Reentry Coach training. And we've just stayed in stayed in contact. We're doing a series here at Montana's Peer Network on Indigenous recovery and wellness and traditions. And when Shane offered to help with this, I was very, very excited. I'm really happy to have you here today, Shane. So what brought you to to recovery? What was life like for for Shane before recovery? You know, I, I came into recovery unwillingly, uh, if I'm being completely honest. You know, being in recovery was not in my plans as far as what I want to do with my life. Before recovery, you know, I'm pretty sure we all heard the the stories of, you know, drinking every day and all these other things, which is nothing to be proud of, but, you know, it, it's a reality for a lot of people. And for me, it was a reality. I often go back to those chapters in my life just to kind of see what kind of progress I made as far as, um, what do you call it, um, spiritually, uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally, because all those things were checked off. Uh, you know, I didn't have hardly any spirituality, any morals or values. I, you know, I didn't take care of myself. Uh, I was one of those individuals who uh, accepted that this will be the death of me. And I thought I was perfectly okay with that because I've seen several family members in the past, you know, uh, be taken away by this, uh, this nasty thing called addiction. And... Uh, I just believed that that was going to be true for me. I didn't believe in the creator as much as I do today, but I believe that the creator has plans and we don't know what those plans are. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, I get pulled over and I go do the probationary thing and somewhere in there, uh, the light bulb kind of came on for me and uh here I am today yes what a journey you've had Shane and what what a blessing for those that come in contact with you why is recovery so important to you well recovery is important for me internally and recovery is important to me externally 
And the reason why I, I say that, that there's a difference between those two and I say it that way is because it, it has improved, it has improved my life immensely to where I, I'm learning what it, what happiness truly is about and that I get the opportunity to be the father to my son in a way that I wasn't really shown. And to me, that's very, very important. Like, I could probably list a lot of reasons as to why recovery is important to me. It's because, uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned before, like I, I grew up watching a lot of people uh, drinking drugs as a kid. And uh, we didn't question it because we thought it was uh, normal. And so with that being said, uh, we, we knew no different. And, uh, you know, I watched, unfortunately, I watched my father pass away and it's sad, but then again, that doesn't have to be a reality for me today. You know, people are asking for me to, for me to help them. And that's not something I was used to. Uh, I was used to being 86 and told, don't you ever come back here again? You know, <laughs> and what I mean by the other way is, cause I, I want my son to be able to look back and say that my dad doesn't fit the description of those stereotypes, the way that society has kind of taught other people how to, how to view Native Americans. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure we've heard a lot of stereotypical things. There's a lot of stigma out there that pertains just to us. And uh, as far as like the Native American role model, isn't that great? and doesn't get that much notoriety. And so, you know, I would hear stories about my dad and a lot of them were, were not great, meaning drinking and going to prison. And, you know, he had some qualities and, um, you know, I, I appreciate those stories, but I also have to accept those other stories. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because for when I pass or when I walk on and that day will come, people will say like your dad was sober and he got involved in the community and he, he, he learned the language and he practiced the, 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 the culture and the teachings and he made those priority and, and he wanted to show his son what it's like to live a life of recovery without drugs or alcohol. And he didn't just stop there by not using those things, but he saw that he needed to change as a person and to grow spiritually and to strengthen his uh, connection with uh, the creator and the creator's children. Oh, that's beautiful, Shane. And, and that's huge, right? Because us as indigenous, we deal with, we deal with that stigma. We deal with that, that outlook on us and, and really within us, you know, going back to our ways, going back to our language, that's powerful. And, and you're, you're leading, you're paving the way for the ones that get to be supported by you. And, and you're leaving a beautiful legacy behind for your son and setting an amazing example. And, you know, our indigenous men, of course, traditionally play a huge, huge, uh, have a huge purpose within our culture. And I just really commend you, Shane, for, for being that 
being that idol for your son, being that leader within your community. And as we're uh, speaking about your community, what is the what is the work that you're doing these days? Well, you know, I, I get I get asked quite a bit to do um, a lot of a lot of different things, and uh, you know, I don't say these things to be boastful, but I say these things in a way that I'm shocked that <laughs> somebody's asking asking me to help them, uh, and and it's useful. Uh, you know, there's people who ask me how to say something in our specific language. And I'm learning two dialects as we speak. One is a uh, Bodo Atomi and the other one is uh, Anishinaabe Moen. And uh, some people look, some people see that as Ojibwe and Odawa. I'm also um, Odawa, my uh, Manoka Miss Ba. She was, uh, she was a Odawa woman from Manistee, Michigan. And, you know, people will ask me those things and, and I'm, you know, people will ask me for medicines. You know, we have our uh, four sacred medicines at Cedar, that, uh, sage, tobacco, and sweetgrass. You know, people will ask me to kind of do like uh, an open talk, uh, which to some people was viewed as like uh, public speaking. I say that because I never thought I'd ever see the day where I would do anything like that. And, uh, it, you know, it really, it really is amazing to be able to find the strength and the courage to get on that podium or wherever that's at, you know, share your, share a piece of your life with everyone else. You know, somebody needs me to, to help them to go repair, help uh, repair uh, our lodge. You know, I, I, may, I find a way to, uh, to, to make it work. Those are just to name a few things, but, uh, but where I pride myself on the, the kind of work that, that I enjoy doing is when somebody talks to me about getting sober, because that's where a lot of things started for me as far as this uh, whole journey to recovery. It is just awesome to uh, be able to kind of like be there for somebody in a way where somebody was there for me. And so uh, I never knew I had the capability of doing something like that because I, I never saw myself in that light. I'm probably missing some other elements there as far as like helping out. I give people rides to meetings, you know, I'll chair meetings if I, if I have to. But I always go back to the place where I worked before, which was at the residential uh, place here in Petoskey, Michigan. And I go back and I check on people, you know, I donate old clothes or, you know, somebody's pair of shoes, you know, I'll go and give them that or just little little things like that. Something I enjoy doing. I'm passionate about that. Definitely. And I just love that, you know, simple acts of kindness are huge. And and we don't realize the effect that we have on the ones around us. And I also want to just acknowledge that when I started the Red Road to Healing uh, Facebook group, Shane was one of the first to come and share his life story. We did these uh, empower hours where people shared their life story. And so now we have that recorded and that's on Facebook forever. And I always go back and I look at those and people are still watching those. And, you know, our negative, our negative and positive uh, situations we've been through, experiences in life, that is now our medicine when we share it. And I just, I just want to acknowledge, you know, all the work and the fantastic work, you know, creator 
is allowing you allowing you and, and guiding you to do. That's amazing. And I love watching your post too, right? Like, cause you always got some cool <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah, some of it's uh, comical because uh, I remember an elder in the community, uh, you know, years ago told me, um, don't be so serious. He says, you got to find humor because uh, laughter is medicine too. And, and that's mm -hmm. something I, I try to keep in mind, you know, don't be so serious and uptight. <laughs> yes, we've got to have that native sense of humor, right? And that's like, <laughs> that's like legit. One of our, you know, principles is definitely humor. Oh, absolutely. So how has the traditions and culture that you come from, how has that impacted your recovery and also impacted the ones that, that you support? I, I'm glad you mentioned that because the traditions are huge for me and the culture is huge for me because they're one and the same. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's kind of hard to pinpoint those things as far as which one is more important than the other because uh you know like before i was i was doing uh the 12 uh, 12 steps which was aa uh that's something i still do today and i remember struggling with steps two and three and when i got introduced to the culture that is something that kind of kind of like it found me if, if, if uh, that makes any sense Definitely. You know, like I got introduced to um, the lodge and, you know, I, I, I want to say that I, I, my, my, my wife, she's, she introduced me to this way of life. And if it wasn't for her, I, I think I'd be like another lost spirit out there trying to find its way. But there, there's something about going inside that lodge where you feel like your ancestors are there and you feel like they just welcome you and you you're, you feel safe. And I don't get that feeling with a whole lot of places. And all the teachings that, that, that they incorporate during, you know, like uh, during our uh, time of ceremony, it, it, it kind of helped it kind of reintroduced itself to me. And if it wasn't for that, I, I don't know where I'd be, honestly. It don't, I think it only enhanced not only my recovery, but my spirituality, like as a person. And, you know, when, when, the, when the elders talk to me about like the culture and, you know, tr uh, traditional knowledge, they said, you can't have either one of those without the language because the language plays a big factor into who we are as Anishinaabe people. And they're, they're just kind of woven so smoothly together. And it's kind of like holding a, a warm blanket that your uh, grandmother just knitted, you know? And it just, it feels personal and, and you know that a lot of love was put into that. The creator actually gave us this language it was a gift from the creator. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I firmly believe that the creator knows all the languages. <laughs> but uh, he, he really loves to hear the sound of our voice. And uh, the reason why I think language is important is because there, we have some ancestors that never spoke English. 
So when you're doing your prayers in the language, or if you utilize that language, they kind of like, it's like a familiar sound and they feel drawn to you and they, and they just like come to you and, and they would just want to like love you and like be there for you to help you, even though if you can't see them, you know, I wish, I, I wish there was a ceremony every day, to be honest with you. It's just, it's just so, so awesome. When our son was little, I brought him to the lodge and uh, we brought him around the grandfather drum. He got to hear those uh, ceremony shakers, those shishi gwens, we call them. He got to hear all those beautiful songs that were sung. And it was like community. It was like a community within the community, but also a community that I never um, knew existed. Culture, culture, knowledge, and, and language actually gave me things I didn't know I wanted. All of it's beautiful because of colonization, you know, it took those things away. So I'm very grateful for the people I have in my life. A lot of people in my wife's side of the family are traditional. And I learned so much from them. And I love seeing that the older ones have brought their kids up in the lodge and in, 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 in a way where, which I'm kind of jealous, but I'm also happy for them that they, they, they've experienced that already. They were born into it. So all I can do is uh, make that, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, possible for my son. So I could probably go on and on about the energy and the feeling that I get from um, the lodge and all of it is a uh, Zagadoin, which is a uh, love. Mm. And that's what our teachings are, are taught with is love. And I totally agree. The recovery piece, the culture piece, the tradition piece, they, they really amplify one another. And us too out here in Pakani country, uh, we too believe that our, our language is our direct connection with creator. And I love what you said about, you know, he understands all the languages. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's sacred. And we're keeping that sacred by practicing it. And because of the disconnect of colonialism has caused and uh, because of the disconnect of identity that our people have had, having individuals like you um, practicing your ceremonial ways speaking your language, sharing your story, um, you know, because of individuals like you on this red road uh, is a big reason why we are coming back stronger than ever. The best way I can explain it is like something woke up inside of me. It was like a memory I had stored because I don't say it's, I'm connecting, it's like I'm reconnecting because those ancestors they knew, you know, they, they knew, you know, and they, every time we come forward, even in this podcast right now, I come forward, I bring my ancestors, you come forward and you bring yours. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's powerful. Something that always stood out to me was uh, there were, there was an elder I was talking to. And I don't know how we got on that subject, but he was talking to me about when we're, when we're kind of like a, a slave and we're wrapped inside that prison of addiction, which is drugs and alcohol. He was saying, you know, when we were born into this world, we actually were, we're an energy that stems from that spirit world. But when we're born into this world and the, the, the mother's womb is actually the first lodge that we all go to, we're born inside that lodge. So when we come out of that lodge, the mother's womb, 
we all we know is love and purity and all those things that kind of like um intertwine with all that and you know we go on our whole life still carrying that love and that pureness but once we start <clears throat> drinking or drugging that spirit inside of us kind of gets scared because it feels like it doesn't know where it's at like this is a different place I, I wasn't born into this place what is this place so it gets kind of scared and it leaves us and time goes by and when we actually do get clean and sober and we start recovering that spirit slowly comes back you know it, it went somewhere we don't know where it went but it comes back to us and it starts to feel like it's back in its home again because before that place that they that they once called home was shallow it was cold and dark and now it's warm and sunny and it just feels loving and and i totally resonate with that is is because i feel like i was empty and i had not much to offer but once i start getting sober i start filling in like inside me and that spirit was 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 there and that's that's not something you can uh read in a book as something you, you can only feel for yourself so that that's something that always stuck with me and i just kind of felt compelled to uh share that today thank you uh, thank you for sharing that the way you explain that as like i could just visualize it and you know to our relatives out there call your spirits back if you're if you're thinking about if you're tired of living that way if you're wanting to you know start living in a better way you know recovery is there and there are resources and and it's time that us as the spirit beings us indigenous you know we continue to call our spirits back I just really want to want to thank you, Shane, for joining me uh, this afternoon. And so Shane will be joining us along with our other six panelists on our Facebook Live on December 16th. Again, thank you, Shane. It's been great. Um, I appreciate you sharing this, this sacred safe space with me today. And I look forward to uh, the Facebook Live, and it's just an honor to be able to you kind of sit back on the sidelines and watch you do your thing, you know. So again, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you for coming today, my friend. And yeah, catch us next week at uh, Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works, and recovery is possible. Recovery works. Recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.